Bretto, the Brisbane Wellness Base Camp is done, but that doesn't mean it's all over because we're coming to Adelaide. Hey, Adelaide. We love Adelaide. The first Wellness Couch event in Adelaide and a very special announcement is that your mate, the great Damien Christoph, and my mate, 100 Not Out mate, is coming to join us. Oh, it's going to be a ripper. We twisted his arm. We forced him to come along. And he's great, Damo. He's always funny. Don't tell him I said that. But he's always a wealth of information as well. And people love him. He's just got a great way of getting the nutrition message across in a way that allows people to make real sustainable changes. You know, it wasn't that uh, you had to twist his arm. He had the FOMOs and not coming to Brisbane. So he's jumping (laughs) on the plane, coming over to Adelaide. It's Saturday, April 7. Two for one tickets are available with the code... I love Damo. That's 197 bucks for two tickets, less than 100 bucks per person. Saturday, April 7th in Adelaide. Damien Christoph, Kim Morrison, JP and Andy from Smashed Avocado, Brett Hill, myself. Saturday, April 7th, the Wellness Base Camp. Get your two for one tickets with the code I love Damo. Bretto, see you there. See you there. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to a place of wellness and healing for both your body and mind. Get ready to live a happy, healthy, whole food life that totally rocks. You're listening to Shiny Healthy You, the straight-talking natural health show for busy women with your host and naturopath, Jules Galloway. Today's guest is a passionate businesswoman, a yoga teacher, and a business mentor who has created and grown three amazing and thriving yoga communities across Australia. Over the past 10 years, she's guided thousands of women to connect with their true sense of purpose, and I've been told she has a unique talent for helping others to knock down the barriers that are holding them back. That's why we love her. She also has a lot to say about self-love, so we'll pick her brains about that one too. And by the way, you've got to check out her photo because she has, I think, the best hair in the business. Don't laugh. I'm still doing the intro. (laughs) Please welcome to Shiny Healthy You, the very shiny and healthy, beautiful Lauren Verona. Woo! Oh, Jules, thank you. I was admiring your hair just before in the video. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a patch on yours, mate. I love it, love it, love it. I love that it's just not tamed at all. You don't even attempt it. (laughs) Same with my personality. Excellent. got myself in trouble before. (laughs) (laughs) Then we're just going to get along just fine. (laughs) All right, so let's get a bit of background on you, shall we? You went from a PR job to... Mm. So you went from the corporate world into yoga teaching. There's got to be a story behind that. Can you tell us why you made such a radical change? Was it weird? Oh, probably similar to a lot of your listeners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did a bit of burnout. It was actually a, a PR business I was running. Um, I think at a very young age as a teenager, I just said I didn't ever want to work for anybody. No one believed me, particularly my parents. And I went out and showed them. And I, I don't think I actually ever did work for anybody. Um, so I've always started my own businesses and always feel like as soon as I start one, I'm on to the next, which is, <laughs> just seems to be the theme of life. Um, yeah, so I was running a, a very busy PR business. That's public relations for those of you who don't know what that stands for. And that's when we work with media. It's a pretty fast-paced environment. And, yeah, it's the corporate world and it's a non-stop lifestyle. And I did burnout. I didn't realise I was probably experiencing quite a lot of anxiety at the time. I wasn't breathing properly and I went along to a yoga class and 
wow. <laughs> I started to breathe properly. I noticed that my sleep patterns changed. And when my sleep patterns changed, I started to really notice my body and what I was feeding it and how I was fueling it. And some of the habits that I'd picked up, and I was pretty young, really. I was about 25 at this, at this time and just realized that the alcohol and the drinking and the partying wasn't really serving me any longer. So I fell in love with yoga and that's really where it started and it's still, it's still a love affair. Yeah, nice. You said that you weren't breathing properly. Mm. Uh, what does that mean? So those of you who can relate to anxiety and even if you don't suffer it constantly, a lot of us will just experience bouts of it day to day and you'll notice your breath will shorten. Yeah. Yeah, or we yep. do more chest breathing. So you'll feel you're breathing up in the chest and they're actually the secondary respiratory muscles. And that, so, so we're meant to be primarily breathing through our belly and I was not. Yeah, I reckon a lot of us never breathe into our belly until we go to a yoga class. Like, so it mm. might be like that one or two hours a week. And that's about all the breathing into the belly that we get. That's so true. So that's why we want to adhere to these regular practices that are going to help us to deepen the breath because the breath is everything. Oh my God. Hey, do you reckon like that shorter breathing, that chest mm. breathing, does that cause the anxiety or does the anxiety cause the breathing or is it just like some giant snowball mess? It's kind of like a combination of factors. They say, you know, what, how does the birth process start? Is it the baby? Is it the mother? Is it just the timing? Um, and they haven't actually proven that, have they? No. Um, but you will find that if you're shortening your breath and you're experiencing anxiety, check out yourself in the mirror, turn around side to side, and you'll feel that you'll, you'll notice that your shoulders are even slightly hunched in, uh, especially yeah. for us computer users, <laughs> baby, baby carriers, um, burden carriers. That's, that's a lot of us. Um, we're using our smartphones and we're turning in and that physiologically, if you do it right now, everyone that's listening, turn your shoulders in as though you're carrying the weight of the world and you're down at your phone or you're on a computer or you're holding a baby, you'll notice that you can't actually physically take full breaths. Yeah. Oh, my God, and it hurts your neck. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So when you lengthen your spine and draw your shoulders up and back and broaden through your chest and your shoulders, you can actually fully expand your breath. And they say... We only use, I think it's 10 to 20% of our lung capacity. Oh, my God. 10 to 20%. Mm. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> That's a bit of an eye-opener. Mm. Yeah. I like this. We've already turned this podcast into a yoga class. This is awesome. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep doing yoga. <laughs> I know, right? Do you know what? Yoga. That's possible. <laughs> that is actually possible because yoga um, it's the true spirit of yoga is actually a state, a state of being. Yeah. That blissful state, we call it samadhi. It's called internal bliss. And that is where we aim to get to on a constant enlightenment. Yeah. But yeah. we're all working on it. It's, it's a constant work in progress. Oh, so many times I have chats with, you know, yoga professionals and mm. over and over they're always saying that the yoga that happens on the mat is such a small percentage of actual yoga, yet that's the yoga that everyone thinks they're going off and doing. You know, mm. oh, I'm going to yoga, oh, I'm going to class now, I'm going to yoga, and they think it's just that's it. I've gone and done my 15 postures and that's my yoga done. But that's not that's not really, it's only this tiny little bit, isn't it? Yeah, not if we're going home and we're turning the bitch volume up and 
being irritable and <laughs> not adhering to, you know, a clean, a clean life really. Um, and I think I suppose those of us that have become parents um, get to, to learn that pretty quickly, that our moods affect our households and our children's personalities and how they take on their day. And it's yeah. so important that we are shining that light for our children, for our partners, for our communities, for our businesses, for our, our clients. So, you know, when you went from your, your really full-on PR mm-hmm. job into doing yoga, like what else did you do besides the stuff on the mat? Like what are the other sort of shifts and changes that you had to do? Well, actually I moved into state when I had um, young children. They were, oh, Evie wasn't even one, she was 10 months old. So let's just, I had a one and a two-year-old and opened a yoga studio about a year after. And a, oh my a year God. After, <laughs> yeah, that was my third studio. I had two in Melbourne that I sold prior to that. But when I opened the studio on the Sunshine Coast, I did it with my husband at the time. <clears throat> and then a year later, I separated from him. And my goodness, that is when my yoga <laughs> really, really had to come into play. And I, I still say thank, thank goodness for, for the yoga practice because I don't know how I would have dealt with a separation, mothering children on my own, single-handedly running a studio and a household without it. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're talking about. It's the it's the yoga that is off off our mats and and in our lives and noticing. Hey, like we notice our thoughts and we're at the practice. That's not serving me. We notice everything in our lives when we go home. Like, oh, what did I? What, where did that emotion come from? Where did that anger come from? What's that frustration? And find it in your body and and search and follow the thoughts and follow the emotions. And that's part of it. It's having an awareness. And once we have an awareness of these thoughts and emotions, then we can start to change them, let go of them and get them to, you know, only sort of take on the ones that are serving us. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Did becoming a mum change you and soften you? It's that great dividing range, isn't it? You just <laughs> all of a sudden realise, what on earth was I doing before <laughs> beforehand how did I fill my days because I, I feel like I get more done now that I'm a mom than I ever did I probably get more done a, a day than I did in a week um yeah it, it softened me it, it it certainly opens our hearts it cracks us right open it makes us get some pretty good perspective on what's important when we're raising and, and caring for children and yeah gosh I love it <laughs> how old are they now they're now five and seven. Oh my God. So they'd be running around like, yep, they'll keep you on your toes. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're great. They're little besties, two girls. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. All right. So, you know, after you had the kids, you were already doing yoga, right? So like mm-hmm. I, I get a lot of mums also, or, or, you know, mums to be, especially asking how they get back to the mat after having the baby. Like, how soon after having your, your children did you get back to the mat? Oh, after my first, I was only a couple of weeks, only because I wanted to move my body. In fact, I remember being in the, in the hospital room and it would have been within 12 hours. I just wanted to get my legs up the wall, so I just turned around on the bed and put my legs up the closest wall I could find. I just <laughs> really needed that drainage. Um, 
look, like anything, when we become a mother, we, we really tune in to our innermost needs and listen to our bodies. And a lot of us put pressure on ourselves to lose that mummy weight, but we need to remind ourselves that, you know, we housed our babies and any sort of movement, but you can involve your baby. And that's what I love. And I love doing mums and bubs yoga, but you can just lay on the floor and and do poses and, and they love it as well. They're seeing mummy move and it's, it's a restorative for you. You can just roll up a towel and place it along the length of your spine and lay on it. <laughs> There's so yeah. many easy things you can do. Um, but, you know, without putting pressure on ourselves, I guess the big thing is just trying to get into a yoga studio, which is another reason I opened the, the online yoga studio recently. Yeah. But um, I always remind mums that mothering is like the highest form of yoga. You need to be present. You have to become present to observe your children and, and tune into your child and what it needs. That cry, does it need to be fed? Does it need its nappy change? That's yoga. It's listening and tuning in. Yeah. So those of you who think you're not doing yoga because you're not mm. getting out on a mat, you can do this anywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love it that the, I think that awareness is starting to come in the yoga industry now that it is so much more about the mat, but for so long it, and, you know, if, if Instagram's to be believed sometimes, you know, you, you sometimes get drawn into thinking it's all about busting out a really amazing headstand or dancers pose on a rock on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We forget that it can be so much more simple than that. And we forget that yogis typically um, only move their bodies because they were getting blood clots by sitting in, in meditation. So they started to move and then obviously realise the benefits to the movement and then yoga was actually prescribed to people with whatever the ailment was, they would go to see a yogi and say, my shoulder hurts or this is a, I'm affected here and, and you'll be given yoga poses to combat whatever it was. And yogis still now around the world are sitting in silence and solitude for sometimes years just to observe the thoughts. And that's what the practice is about. It's coming back. And noticing those distracting thoughts that aren't serving us and coming back into ourselves by observing us. Yeah. It's a self-study. That's what it actually translates to, a study of the self. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of ironic that, you know, the poses were, you're saying they're originally to help get the blood moving from sitting in meditation now i think it's getting the blood and the muscles moving from sitting at a bloody laptop all day (laughs) that's right (laughs) i'm sitting eight hours not in meditation but i'm sitting for eight hours oh my god that's a bit of yeah yeah hello must get up and move note to self must get up and move um you did mention the online stuff that you're doing yeah. Uh, is it called Alive Yogi? Is that it, it is. It is. Yeah. Tell me about that. It sounds really different to what other people are doing in the industry. It really piqued my interest because there's plenty of online yoga stuff. So tell us how yours is different. There is plenty. And um, I've been doing online yoga for three years. So I have lots of content. And having that DVD or a, a YouTube link is awesome, but you've got to get motivated to put the DVD in the DVD player or to press play. Yes. And you're on your own and you're looking around the house and you see dishes. <laughs> oh, my God, and washing. <laughs> and you wander off your mat. I'll just go load up the washing machine because the washing machine goes for 45 minutes and then I'll do the 45-minute yoga sequence and then by then the washing machine will go bing and see multitasking woman, amazing. 
no? which they've ruled out, right? We're not, we're not meant to multitask <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I was, um, it really came from a demand, Jules. People just kept saying to me, I can't get to your classes. I wish that I could watch it live. And when, I think it was Facebook started to do live, and um, I just thought I'll just randomly give it a go one day. It was my birthday and I thought, oh, I can do what I want. I was at one of my yoga studios and I was like, hey, guys, I'm just going to put this on live on Facebook today. And no one cared. And I kind of walked, it was, it, was, it was hilarious. I walked around with, the, with my phone, um, not knowing where to put it half the time. I had it on a tripod. Sometimes it was upright, portrait or landscape. And anyway, a lot of fun. And a lot of people were at home watching and saying, this is awesome. Can you do this more? And then it sort of got me thinking and when we think <laughs> and we meditate, we get a bit of vision coming in once we, like we were talking about before, can steal those thoughts and I get a lot of visions actually now and it's how I've created most of my businesses. But I've got this very strong message, Jules, to go live, 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 live. And I was like, what is this about? And I thought I had to change my name and um, anyway, I, I kept going down and looking and, and asking the question, what is it? And then I pretty much created my own Facebook group and just did a live class each week and got hundreds of people signing up oh my God. Uh, through my website and then they'd watch the live classes in the Facebook group. And I knew I was onto something because people wanted it more and more and so eventually, long story, but we are here, we've launched now um, globally with a live yoga studio with not just me, not just one class a week, but I think we're up to 20 classes a week. The number of teachers that I've handpicked, we live stream and it is in a website page. So when people sign up for only $19 a month, they can see when the next live class is. There's a countdown timer and they can watch us live or they can go to library if they miss it or they loved it and they can keep and um, watch those videos back later on. Do you think there is like in every part of us there's that little something that wants to do things as a group at exactly the same time as everyone else it's like you know how sometimes like i don't know this bad example maybe but you know how sometimes like a movie will come on tv um mm-hmm. and for me all right this is the daggy me coming out but you know like love actually at christmas time right? <laughs> sorry everyone's switching off going this chick's actually crazy um but yeah love stick with me love actually at christmas time right now mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure you can find that sucker on netflix or something like that right Mm-hmm. You can watch it any day of the week, any day of the year. But then when it comes on at Christmas time, everyone stops and watches it, right? Because there's something about everyone watching it together, even though you're all separate, somehow you're all together. And I just kind of got that sort of picture in my head that when you're doing these live classes, like everyone everywhere, there's like, you know, they're all in separate homes, but they're all doing it at exactly the same time. And I think that's yeah. kind of cool. You're on it, Jules, and that's exactly it. You know, um, reality TV, how everyone (laughs) gets hooked on that. People love it. And I've had so many clients already say, I know your videos get uploaded and I can go and watch it in the library. I just want to see it live because there's the whole raw, candid aspect. Is she going to mumble up her words? What's happening next? She's actually doing this while I'm doing this. I'm not going to stop and go and do my dishes this time because we're all doing it. And and that's what I've created on the website. You can actually, there's a, um, a little chat area where people can actually comment and so you can see other people and you can meet people and connect with people and that's why I open yoga studios so that people can create connections 
And that was one of the most important aspects of this business. I can't just have, um, you know, a cold face screen business. It needs to be a connection and a way in to be able to, you know, reach out <laughs> and meet others and share. So that, that creates accountability as well because mm. if you've got friends in this online yoga class Correct. and you know they're showing up and you're going to be chatting, mm-hmm. but you show up. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Oh I love it. I love it. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, and then there's that personal connection with you. So it's not just some yoga teacher, some random yoga teacher on one of those online platforms that you've never met. Like, mm. Does that mean you can stick around and chat with people afterwards as well? Yeah, I can and I have done um, and I answer any questions that people have in the comments and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's just so powerful. And then people go and post, you know, afterwards saying, I just did such and such as class and a live yogi and I loved it and people are sharing and commenting and I suppose that accountability thing like you mentioned, people, people really like that. Do you think that it's a little bit sad that we're craving connection so much? I think it's a human need. Mm, true. I think it's... I think it's what um, keeps us thriving. But is it a little bit sad that we do it online now? It's a means to an end, isn't it? It's, this, is, this is the world that we live in and there's a lot of aspects about online that aren't serving us and are increasing mental illnesses and whatnot. Um, but there's also a lot of aspects about it that's bringing people together. Yeah, true. This is healthy online connection. So Yeah, and, you know, for people that can come to the yoga studio, then that's fantastic. But there's a huge population of people who either live, at, like you said, mums at home, mums and dads at home with kids, can't actually get a nanny and come to a class, people that live in rural areas, people that can't get on public transport or drive their car to a studio, not to mention the time that you lose driving, parking your car. Oh, you can just and now- the stress <laughs> of driving home. Like, <laughs> I used to live in Melbourne and I used to drive down a couple of very busy roads to go to yoga class and then I'd have like this hour and a quarter, hour and a half of feeling amazing and then I'd get back in the car and drive home. By the time I got home, all my zen was gone, man. It was all gone. I used to live in Melbourne. Are you talking about Punt Road? I bet you are. Uh, yes. <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> what other road would it be? <laughs> oh, there's a few. I was on um, Glen Ferry Road, Hawthorne, and that was the same. You got trams and parked cars and cars bumper to bumper. Anyway, we love you, uh, Melbourne. We, we love you. We, we love you for your restaurants. Neighbours. Yeah, I, I was oh. living just off Glen Ferry Road in Melbourne. Would you believe? We oh, okay, I was down in Hawthorne near Riversdale Road. Oh, my God. Small world, small world, small world. Yes. Yeah. All right. So tell me, like, who's – you must know some of your community. Like, who, who's, like, the most kind of – I don't know. Do you have someone on an oil rig doing yoga or someone really remote? Or what, what's the wackiest one you've got? Wackiest? Um, the miners, the guys, that, the fly-in, fly-outs. Um, they often take do it online, um, which I love because that's blokes sometimes in the start. Paramedics, um, they go and I've got a client, He get, when it's his lunch break, he goes into the staff room and he, t- he turns it on and he gets his stretch and gets his yoga on and some people join him. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my gosh, I've got so many stories I could share, all sorts, people that I've got one client. She said she just poured herself, and I don't suggest doing this, by the way. But you <laughs> do know, not do this at home. No, no judgment. Right. She said, Lauren, 
I'd had a really stressful long day. I just wanted to press play on you. She said, I poured myself a glass of wine and I yeah, just turned it on and I, and I pressed play and I watched you. She said it was the best. She said, why would I put on garbage on the TV when I can just watch you? Oh, my God. That is so, so yeah, cute. We've had it all. <laughs> Hello, wine yoga lady. If you're listening, you're a legend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And so you just need a black yoga mat in case you spill some. <laughs> I did not advocate drinking any yoga, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, whatever takes your fancy. No judgment, right? Exactly, exactly. No judgment around here. Whatever, yeah. whatever, however you can access the, the practice. <laughs> yeah, that's it, that's it, whatever gets you there. Mm. All right, talk to me about self-love and accepting yourself because I know you're really big on this stuff. Um, so many women they're trying to love themselves, they're trying to accept themselves, they're kind of going through the motions, but they're not feeling it. What's going on? I mentioned earlier about separating from my husband mm-hmm. and I guess that's when it all started for me. And I talk now a lot about the love, the love tank. I've actually got a little quiz and a course on the love tank and it's really simple. It's just seven questions and you rate yourself out of five to find out how full you are. But let's just come back to the love tank. It's basically when you fill yourself up, you can go on and serve others. If you are depleted, if your tank is empty, you got no chance in serving, in mothering, in in, in getting to work and giving 100%. How can you? So what I actually tell people is that it is your duty of care to fill yourself up first and foremost before you can go on to do your work. That's all well and good, but Mm. I think so many women are addicted to putting everyone else first. Yeah. How do you but break what happens? that? What, what happens when we put ourselves first, oh. put everyone else first? Yeah, is that burnout. At some, at some, yeah, burnout, fatigue, <laughs> um, like you talk a lot about, I know, on your, on your podcast. Um, so we need to then look at how is that actually serving us? And sometimes we need to say no, but we can do it in a way where we can do it with love. It doesn't have to be a no forever. It can be no, but how about next week? Or no, but here is an alternative. Or how about you try this? You can make you can make alternatives for people. It's it's I like to refer to if you've got children, um, is that you need when I, I didn't see my mother rest personally. Um, I just saw her just go 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 like the wind, and I have no memory of her sitting down and playing games with me. I have no memory of her really actually asking me how I really was, and I made that really important when I when I mother and I can have a whole lot of things going on, but that stops when the kids come home from school and I play on the floor with them and I ask them how they I jump in the bath with them and that's where we actually do our best talking in the bath I don't know if it's the water or what it is but I get a lot out of the kids you know how you pick them up from school and you ask them how was your day and they're like I don't know I can't remember and then it's not until bath time yeah and you're like so who'd you play with today and what happened with this did you learn anything interesting and I find that's a really good time of day anyway self-care and there you go, you can bath with the kids or leave the bath water in, that's what I do, and then jump back in later. <laughs> um, so it's, you've got to, it's like a date with your best mate. Would you cancel on your best friend if you've organised a date on Tuesday night? No, rarely no. ever. No. So we need to start making dates with ourselves. And that's why yoga is really good um, because you can do it in just 10 minutes. I said to myself the other day, I'm going to do my online class, I've got an, uh, a meeting, 
I've got 20 minutes. I'm going to run to the beach, run back. And, you know, I was so tempted not to do it. I had emails to do and I said, no, I promised myself I'm doing this. I do this for me and I recharge my batteries. Yeah. yeah. We have to learn the hard way sometimes. Yeah. I was just thinking a, a very close friend of mine, um, she's a life coach, Hayley Carr. She's been on this podcast and mm. uh, whenever you get really, really overwhelmed and you've got too much on and you're so busy and you're full and everything's rushing, she's the one who says you actually need to do less. And I'm like, I can't do less. I've got too much to do. I'm overwhelmed. And she's like, yeah, you need to do less now. So she was the one who taught me that, you know, that beautiful concept of stepping back and doing less in order to be able to do more. Mm-hmm. And she was right. She's always bloody right, that one. <laughs> having, time, having time in solitude has been my healer. And that doesn't mean sitting and reading a book, by the way. It's just literally sitting on your own, meditating or journaling. But it's just being in your very own company. Um, yeah, that's, that's really interesting that she, she talks about the doing less. Um, and I find oh, you know, I'll be the same. Sometimes I think, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a bit of overwhelm. Where am I feeling that in my body? And I'll just go and get a piece of paper and write down what is urgent, what urgently needs to be done that day. And then I just focus on those as my priorities and make sure I get them done and anything else is a bonus. Yeah. Um, I also talk a lot about grounding. In fact, my class that I did before um, this um, interview was a grounding flow and we forget how to ground. And half the time we forget how to do it because we don't know when we're, when we're not grounded. So that's why I always encourage people to get to know yourself. So, you know, when you're um, perhaps experiencing dizziness, you, you would know all this, spacey, um, heart palpitation, um, little flickers. You can be clumsy. Yeah, you restless. Start, like, static, like that, restless. That restless anxiety where you've, you've, it's like a temporary kind of attention deficit going on. Yeah, you can be sensitive to, to light. To, to sound, to smells, um, you, you can't get your point across. You, perhaps you're having arguments yeah. um, with jumpy, people. You're jumpy, <laughs> jumpy. Yeah. Someone makes a noise behind you and you're like, what, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yep. These, these are all the indicators that um, tell us it's time to ground. And grounding, it sounds like, oh, my gosh, but I can't just walk out to the beach because I don't have the beach at my door <laughs> or I don't have a bush track. <laughs> in my neighbourhood because I live in New York City. But we can actually ground through movement, through just drinking water, through healthy, balanced diet. Talk to Jules about that. Yeah, and if you look at it from that kind of yoga, Ayurveda kind of Mm. paradigm, then what, root veggies, beautiful. Root veggies, all your get, get warming, some. heating oils, yeah, warm foods, absolutely anything. You know, twisting poses are great for our digestive system, literally poses that keep you connected to the earth and you really feel that connection. Another one I love is a visualisation where you actually visualise roots beneath you. Yeah. yeah and you can visualise right down to the core of the earth. Yeah, that'd be, that's really cool. That's powerful. Spending time with animals is another one. Getting in the garden, connecting with your purpose, using crystals, carrying crystals around. Yep. Mm, whatever resonates. But, yeah, get to, it's, it's about, you know, it's about getting to know ourselves. What, yeah. what, we, what, what works best for me? What, how do I ground myself? 
Yeah. And for all you oil lovers out there, I'm sure there's an oh, essential yeah. oil for that, surely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's, a- let's ask Kimmy in the weekend. <laughs> yep. That's it. That's mm. it. All right. I love this. Um, oh, <laughs> you're gorgeous. <laughs> okay. I've got another burning question. Mm. Uh, yoga is all about letting go as well. So what does the phrase letting go mean to you? <laughs> How do you apply it to life? On and off the mat. Mm. Surrender. Ooh, nice. They say the hardest, the hardest asana, so just so that those of you who aren't familiar with yoga, asana is the seat or the posture, if you like. The hardest posture, so therefore the hardest part of the practice is letting go. Mm. Because we hold, we hold on to what such and such said to us last week. Oh, we thought we were over it, but we come into yoga and we're in a deep twist and I'm not really over that. (laughs) We hold on to trauma in our body. We come into a hip opener and we just well up with tears and we wonder what's what it is and we have these flashbacks to childhood. I know I used to have so many of them. We hold burdens in our shoulders and our necks and we walk around complaining of distension and we're not sure what's wrong or we're getting headaches. We're holding. So in yoga... We can use the breath, we can use poses and we can use meditation to let go. It's physical letting go, it's emotional, it's spiritual, all of that. It's, like I said, hardest thing to do. It's, it's, but you know what? how it's done? Repetition. Yeah. And that's what we don't like in this fast-paced life because we can get things delivered to our house overnight, we can Google answers to everything, but when we need to do the inner work, it's actually a constant, repetitive persistent practice yeah and I I do feel sometimes like even with some of my quiet clients who are like yep I know I need to let go I know I need to let go I'm trying to let go I'm practicing letting go and I'm like "Mm, you don't sound like you're letting go you sound like you're hanging on to things (laughs) harder (laughs) (laughs) see and and isn't it isn't it interesting that you can sense that in somebody else Mm. So often we can see it in other, you know, we can see it in people's in the way they stand. We call it in yoga our um, emotional signature. Yeah, right. And I can see when people are holding and where they're holding, but often we fail to see it in ourselves. Do you think different parts of the body correspond to different emotional things that are going on? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's very powerful. Yeah, yeah. I'll think that everything's okay, and then I'll get into some pigeon pose. That's a hip opener. Um, some of you will know that one. It's really common. Yoga uh, pose. It's my favorite. Whoa. I was doing it yeah, last right? night. I only had. I, <laughs> it's like it's late last night. My hips have been hurting all day from sitting because I've been mm. working a lot this week. A bit too much at the laptop, and I was like, if I only do five ten minutes, it has to be half of that's got to be pigeon pose. So yeah. That was it. That was me on the mat last night. Just yeah, just cutting a couple of pigeons. You know, before <laughs> bed, I was like, I gotta do, I gotta cut out a couple of these before I actually get on with my life because I knew I'd wake up more sore otherwise. But yeah, really good for people with desk jobs. I reckon that pose. Mm-hmm. And we'll often experience an actual physical letting go. So you may have experienced yourself, Jules, where we just well up with tears and then the tears start streaming down for yeah. no good reason at all. Another one is laughter. 
so we can just laugh all of a sudden. This is this like contagious giggling that comes out. <laughs> Actually, it happened in one of um, so I did Kim Morrison's retreat yoga. It happened in one of her classes recently, and as soon as I started to hear this contagious laughter from one of them, I was like, oh. Oh, <laughs> and sure enough, an hour later, you know, those tears are streaming down her face and that's, that's the body. It holds and it needs an outlet. It needs an outlet to let go. So we want to embrace that. I and mean, how many times have we been told, wipe your tears away, get on with it, don't cry. Yep. Suck it up. <laughs> Suck it up. You know, you'll be right. Yeah, I'll be right once I release this. So it's, I think we've been conditioned to, yep. to hold back those tears. And they say, I like, I like this quote, um, you know, it's like when the pressure builds up enough in the clouds, it rains. Oh, nice. Right? Same thing. If we're going to, once it builds up enough, we, we, we rain with that through our tears. So it's, it's, it's a natural part of life, isn't it? Rain, like we're having this crazy rain at the moment. I don't know about you down Byron, but <laughs> up in Sunshine Coast and Queensland, we get a lot of rain. And that's just cleansing and it's, it's inevitable. Inevitable. Yeah. But you can't schedule in the rain. That's the thing. I, I see, I see this build up, and I see a lot of a lot of women who are like, right, I'm going to schedule in my teary day on Tuesday at four p.m. because I actually don't have anything on that day, and it's like, no, you can't do that. That's not going to work. You never yeah. know when it's going to come. And this is, you know, and I think that's it. We have this expectation. It's probably probably comes down to expectations. We have an expectation for so many things, and we get let down. Mm. Mm. And I think it comes back to that letting go, letting go mm. of, you know, expecting that that or wanting that breakdown to happen at a convenient time. Mm. That's that's just holding on to, yeah, that that's an expectation. Not going to happen. Um, it's, the, it's, the, it's the dance. It's the dance between letting go and making things happen. And I think that's the biggest challenge for, for all of us. Yeah, having a plan, have putting, having an intention, putting something out there. I would like to create such and such in my life. I'd like to manifest such and such, but I'm going to let go a little bit of time restraints, the control, how I'd like it to happen, and how we're going to get that balance right. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise it takes you away from what a lot of people would describe as that flow state. And we do, we talk about flow state sometimes Mm -hmm. on this podcast. And I know I live in Byron, so everyone's always banging on about flow, but (laughs) it's a thing. It's a thing. I love, I love it. It's, and it's an indicator. It's a constant indicator. It's in fact, you know, when we're trying to make decisions in life, I will often ask myself, does this serve me? Is this in line with where I need to be going? You know, and if not, we're not going to flow. Gabby Bernstein, she talks about it, expecting mir- expect miracles every day. Don't just, look, don't just hope for them or look for them. Expect it. And if, if you're not having miracles every day, then do something, change something, stop something, let go of something. And that's how we want to live our lives, be in a flow, 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 miracles happening, synchronicities happening. Oh, my goodness, everything's just flowing today. And if it's not flowing, right, what do I need to change? What do I need to stop? How am I affecting this? Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to be devil's avocado Mm. here for Mm. a second and say, what do you say to someone who's like, yeah, 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 I'm too busy? Well, I actually took that word busy out of my vocab. It was at the start of last year. 
I just got sick of using it. I got sick of hearing everybody else using it. And what it, I feel like it, these, the word busy actually does, it sends these cues down to ourselves. You're busy, 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 busy. And we're all busy. <laughs> We've all got to-do lists. Even, even someone who's not really busy is busy doing something. <laughs> and it's, I don't actually think it's serving us. So I think we can say things like I'm productive. People answer their days because I obviously have yoga studios so I deal with people face-to-face often. And I'll say, how was your day? And so often, Jules, people will say, oh, busy. Mm. Imagine answering busy. And I used to do it too. So I've tried really hard to change my language because we know our language, you know, makes up for our outer worlds, right? Our inner thoughts and our our conversation become our outer worlds. And um, I'm not as busy as I used to be. I'm still getting things done, still achieving my goals, but I'm just productive. Yeah. You've opted out of that busy contest that I think people do as well. Like, Mm. yeah, how are you? Oh, I'm busy. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I'm busy too. Like if you, because if you say that you're not busy and that you have this amazing life, it's almost like a little tiny bit of you feels guilty at first. (laughs) Oh, the guilt. The guilt comes in. So we need to make this excuse. and and Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely busy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's that, that need that, you know, FOMO and the, the need to be seen as, as doing something and getting stuff done and, oh gosh, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, don't we? Yeah, and it's almost like if things are easy and in flow for us that, like, we've got something to be a bit guilty about. Mm. Precisely. And people follow me, you know, and they might, they might um, meet me in person and say, oh, my gosh, you've got so much going on. You're really busy, aren't you? And I'm like, well, mm. <laughs> no, just, just getting stuff done <laughs> yeah yeah it's an odd it's an odd badge of honor that we wear it really I is. think it's such a big topic I think you could just dedicate a podcast Jules on on oh, busyness dedicate years mm. to it mm. years yeah mm. Dr Libby's done a lot of work around it as well she does mm, a lot of that awesome. glorification of busy kind of yeah she she does a lot of that sort of stuff and yeah, I, I love what she says about that because, yeah, it's like, yeah, we we say it to kind of involve ourselves in the conversation in this weird way. Like like if we actually said, oh, actually my life's got so much ease and success at the moment, it's like people would be like, bitch. <laughs> I know. I remember telling one of my clients once, she's like, oh, how was your day? I was like, good, actually, um, I had a 10-minute power nap. I said something like I had a nap in the day or gone to the beach because I do try to have power naps regularly and sometimes they are six minutes long. I put an alarm on before I pick up the kids because that's how I recharge, especially when I teach night classes and that sort of thing. And I remember telling her and she just looked at me in shock. You know, she's like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? You just had a power nap in the middle of the day. Like, as in like, how can I justify that? She was honestly in shock and I was just like, I felt like I need to justify why I do that to her. Yeah, it's odd. Justification is a really big one. Like you haven't earned your nap. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could talk about this all day, but uh, <laughs> you're right. It's, mm. it's a series of podcasts, that one, to pick apart. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I do think it's something that as women we need to keep chipping away at because it comes back to what you said earlier. It's not serving us. How does mm-hmm. it serve anyone? And then you've got daughters. Like, mm-hmm. is that what women want their daughters? Is that what we want for the next generation to see <laughs> that and to right. then copy it? Uh, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I think we need to 
sometimes I think we need to lead from the front. And I think if someone says, how's your day? You can, yeah, find a different way to describe it. Yeah, because positive words create positive lives. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's so simple. What do they say? So simple to <laughs> do it and um, simple not to do it. Yeah. Like, med- like meditation. <laughs> it's so simple. <laughs> yeah. But so simple not to do it. But it will definitely serve you if you make the effort. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people come to the practice, like they would come to you, Jules. They're at burnout. They're at the, oh, my gosh, I actually need to do something now about my health. And they'll get on track with you for a little while and they'll start to feel better like they do with me and they're meditating or they're doing yoga and they start to feel good. And then they think they're back in flow and their life's okay and then they start to neglect those things again. Yeah. And it's the vicious cycle because then everything goes out the window. Yeah. So it's really, really important that when we're, you know, getting message from, from our leaders, like people you know, following um, you, Jules, and doing the yoga and meditation, that it's actually a commitment. Yeah. Um, I once heard, I can't remember who it was, but he talked a lot about the difference between motivation and commitment in that motivation is like a, a sometimes mood. Today I'm motivated I'm going to do some yoga. Today I'm motivated I'm going to make a smoothie and have a salad and I might continue it for the rest of the week, but I guess the weekend and we blow it. Whereas when we're committed, it's, it's not like a negotiable. It's just, well, this is how I eat and these are the groceries that I buy for my family. And, yeah, I go to yoga on Tuesday nights and nothing gets in the way of that. And if I can't do Tuesday night, I'll make sure I do it on Wednesday. If something does come up, I find another spot in my schedule for it like I would do like I said you know date within me so I I like to share that a lot with people because I think that resonates you think about what you're committed to and what you're actually motivated to do yeah I think motivation can wear off faster yeah yeah but you know motivation gets the ball rolling commitment comes Mm. next Mm. yeah nice (laughs) all right my love well now that we've solved all the world's problems in 40 minutes or so um, (laughs) not finally Um, yeah i know right well we'll just keep starts starts with us i know and do you know what like we're having this conversation and i'm just sitting here going yeah you know what i could do more i've been flogging myself recently i could do more we could you know we we're not perfect either newsflash always but you know engaging in mindful conversations and we it's a funny we can we can get it anywhere we like we can be in the supermarket aisle and either let our thoughts go off into negativity oh my gosh i've got all this to do or we can just go stop ground you know like i was talking about root down into the core of the earth use this time to breathe use this time to shine and you know reflect on that self-care that we touched on earlier you know, yeah. start to love myself up, do a body scan, go, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm beautiful. I'm shining my light and I'm going to shine and smile. My mum taught me that actually when I was really young, you know, we go to the supermarket um, and, you know, the person that was working on the checkout, which, by the way, I've done both sides of the checkout because mm. um, I did actually work at, as a, in a supermarket years ago. And it was, I, my mum had taught me that, you know, try to make every person smile. And it was fun. It used to be if you see someone kind of feeling really sad or they weren't smiling, you'd really try and pick up their energy. It's amazing how you can do it really quickly with your own energy. Yeah. So, yeah, we can get mindfulness and we can turn up our energy whenever we like. Yeah. And sometimes it's those little actions that can change 
someone's day or make someone's mm. day. You don't have to do big things. So true. We need to remind ourselves of that. Yeah. I think. Yep. Yes, indeed. Yep. You know what? I, I got my hair done the other day and mm. the first, you know, my hair's a bit, it doesn't like humidity and it's been really humid lately, but my hairdresser's amazing and she chopped a fair bit off and I thought, oh, I wonder how this is going to pull up after its first wash. It pulled up like very well, <laughs> washed it, left it, and I'm like, here's the test. And it was just sitting perfectly. So I texted her and I was like, I'm, st- I'm, you know, I'm so happy with the job that you did because, you know, I've just washed it and it's sitting like a charm and thank you. She actually sent me a text back and was like, oh, my God, you don't know how much this means to me. And I'm like, shit, don't more people text you and tell you they're happy with their hair? You know, just little tiny things like that can really change someone's day. And I'm like, far out. We should be doing those little things so much more often. We forget. It's um, the attitude of, of gratitude. And I know, I know when I first started doing yoga and teacher would talk about gratitude and I'd think, oh, gosh, you know, I've had, had a crappy day and I don't have anything to be grateful for. How could I think of anything? Everything's going badly for me. That's why I've come to yoga, for goodness sakes. <laughs> and over the weeks and months and years, you know, I found so much more to be grateful for. And now I could sit here and reel off so many things. And we can just be grateful for the clothes that we wear. And when we do start to practice daily gratitude, it really can make a difference to how we see our world and our perspective. And I often will you know, guide people into meditation and, and ask them, you know, would you trade places with someone on the opposite side of the world to you? And when we think about how many people are suffering and are living on the streets and do not have access to freedom, there is no, they don't even know what the term actually even means. So you think about how blessed we are. Would you trade places? Because they would certainly trade places to have your life and your issues and your problems to go home to. <laughs> You know, like we just, it's like we just need to get perspective sometimes and we can do that when we practice gratitude daily. Yeah, yeah. And I, I did read something somewhere that was like if you're practicing gratitude, like writing down things that you're grateful for, your body literally can't produce stress hormones in that moment. And I don't know if that's scientifically proven, but <laughs> I really liked reading it. <laughs> and I thought that's, that's a really good point. Like while you're sitting there making the list of things that you're grateful for, what if your body really isn't producing stress hormones in that moment? That's pretty cool. Do that. That's so cool. I've actually, do you get the gratitude diaries? I can't remember her name. Who uh, does them. I, I did have one one year. I did. Oh, I, I, I get them every year and I sell them at my studios as well because oh. I just love them. Because um, she, she talks about all the moon cycles. It's month to month. It's so good. And sometimes I'll go days without. Um, jumping on and, and writing, keep it next to my bed. But I just love just reflecting. I'll often ask the kids as well, you know, what happened today? What are we grateful for? And it's a nice way to interact with your children too um, or partners, yeah. if those of you have got partners or even your friends. And it's a good conversation um, starter too. Yeah, actually, that's a good reminder. Thanks, mate, because I, I quite mm-hmm. often run them like little gratitude threads every now and again in, in my Shiny Healthy You Facebook group. I'll just jump in and go, right, what are three things you're grateful for? Because everyone can think of one really quickly, but you have to actually dig in to think of three. And yeah, like yeah. it's really, it's a really lovely thread to read. Mm, I'm going to do my, I'm yeah. going to do one today too. You've do it. Me. You've inspired yeah. me, Jules. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, beautiful. Um, Doing it. Would mm. you like to tell people where they can find you and exactly 
uh, how they can work with you. Yeah, so people that are Sunshine Coast based, they can come to my studios. I've got two studios called Zenko Yoga, Z-E-N-K-O Yoga, Nooseville and Bedina. And everybody else around the world can now access my classes at a live yogi, A-L-I-V-E yogi, Y-O-G-I dot com. The classes are $19 per month and you get access to unlimited live classes and all the library content is thrown in there too. And also laurenverona.com is my page. I run yoga retreats. I present um, and talk about yoga and manifesting and visualisation and all sorts of things. Yeah, I I get around a bit. (laughs) So check out either of those pages. If you come to laurenverona.com, all the information's over there. You can find the studios and the online yoga. And I will put all the links in the show notes, of course, so you can awesome. have a bit of a look through and click the one that applies to you. And yeah. dudes in minds, we're looking at you. <laughs> and um, I must also send you a link. So I'll put a free flow in there as well so people can actually do a class and experience what my class is like. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'll send cool. that through today. Alrighty. Jules, thank you for having me. You are one hell of an inspiring woman. <laughs> making it making a very significant difference to the world and thank you for everything that you do i really want to acknowledge you oh right back at you awesome lady it's a pleasure thank you for coming on the show thanks for having me yay i hope you enjoyed that chat with lauren verona don't forget she's given us a couple of free online yoga flows so make sure you check out the link in the show notes If you like this episode, make sure you hit subscribe because I've got plenty more cool stuff coming your way. We roll out a new app once a fortnight here on the Wellness Couch Network. If you'd like to see more about what I do, head to julesgalloway.com. There's a free gift over there to help you gain more energy and heal from adrenal fatigue. Plus, I also see clients via phone and Skype. So if you need a little extra help to get yourself healthy, why not book an appointment while you're there? Okay, that's all from me for now. See you in a fortnight. Stay shiny and bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.